Social media management is notorious for being high pressure, competitive, and changing literally every day, which is why it isn't surprising that most social media managers get burned out within the first two years. So how do you keep going? How do you stay up with the latest updates, protect your mental health, and build a successful social media management business that supports your lifestyle goals? Whether that's working from home with your kiddos or jet-setting around the world, that's what this show is all about. Welcome to Social Media Manager Confidential. I'm Shantae Gorman, founder of a six-figure social media management agency and mentor to social media managers. And I'm here to dish on the ins and outs of the social media management world without any of the gatekeeping that can come along with it. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll leave each episode inspired. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi there, welcome back to another episode of Social Media Manager Confidential. If this is your first episode, hey, happy to have you here. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're punchy and you're coming back every single week, I want you to know that I appreciate you so much and I hope you're having an amazing week. As a social media manager, it's essential to set clear boundaries with your clients so that you can deliver quality work without burning out. Nothing will destroy your business faster than not being able to uphold your boundaries because you're going to burn out. And some of this comes from that 90s mentality of like, the customer is always right. While yes, we do want our clients to experience great service with us and make them happy. This does not mean that they can be texting our personal cell phones in the middle of the night. They can't demand we step away from our loved ones for a, quote, quick phone call or pile on a ton of extra work without asking or paying us for it. These things are not okay and they should not be the norm. So here are eight things that social media managers need to be able to say or memorize or, you know, have in their back pocket to respond to these types of situations. So if you have a client who is trying to message you or email you outside of your office hours, maybe they're getting frustrated, they're not hearing back from you, or they want an immediate response, you can respond with something like, my office hours are between 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time. Again, always include your time zone, especially if you have clients in different time zones. And I'll respond to your email when I'm back in the office. So this is a polite way of saying, hey, I'm not working right now. It's outside of my working hours, but I see this and I will get to it when I'm working again. This might take a few times before your client is like, oh, okay, they're going to be out. They'll respond later on. Like they'll accept it and they'll accept that it's a boundary and maybe they'll still try to communicate with you. You know, maybe they work best in the evenings, which is fine. But as long as they understand and respect that you're not going to be looking at it until you log in in the morning, then that's fine. The second one is if a client has scope creep, which is basically they're adding more to your plate, whether it's extra posts or extra revisions, or they have other, you know, sudden great ideas that they want a post done ASAP and you just don't have the time to do it. So how do you respond? Here is what I would suggest. You can say, I've allotted a specific time frame to work on that for you. And unfortunately, do not have the flexibility to deliver it any earlier or with any extra things attached to it. 
than what we've already agreed upon. I appreciate your patience. Or you can say something like, I'm more than happy to make revisions for you, but this will push our deadline back to such and such date. And then if that affects posting dates or your current content calendar, let them know how it will affect it. Most likely they will say, okay, I understand. Let's just keep it as is. Or they will say, these revisions are important to me. What can we do? What needs to be done for the content calendar to make this happen? Now, if you have a client who is very active on social media, they might send you a bunch of tips or hacks or news or things like that from gurus, as they like to title themselves, or just different ideas or like, I liked this post idea, let's do it. The way that you can respond to that where you don't have to in the moment is say, let's chat about this during our next scheduled meeting. Or if they have questions of like, hey, can you explain to me how the algorithm works? Or should I start a new account? Like things that it takes more than a quick response. Like you need an in-depth conversation. You need to ask questions. That is how you can respond is to just bump it to the next meeting. Or if you don't have a meeting scheduled, you can say, sounds like something that we need to discuss in more detail. Let's hop on a meeting. Here's when I'm available. Let me know what works for you and we'll chat about it then. Hi there, this is Ad Chante popping in to let you know about the Sugar Punch template shop. Inside the shop are done-for-you templates that I created specifically for social media managers and digital marketers so that you can seamlessly plug and play and have a professional business without losing any more sleep. We all know we need more of that. From a pricing calculator to an onboarding welcome packet to an all-in-one social media calendar, as in you can create, revise, and have clients approve it all through Canva. Love how simple it is. Plus a case study template with 100 proven copy ideas to impress your clients and a social media marketing proposal template. I've got you covered. Shop the affordable templates or get the discounted bundle, you do you, at my website. I'll link it in the show notes for you. Now back to today's episode. Now, what do you say when a client sends over an idea, but it's completely out of left field or it won't work for them because of who their audience is or what their brand is, or it just, it's not going to hit the way that they think it's going to. What do you say? Like, how do you approach that situation? You don't want to hurt their feelings, but you still want to, you know, you want to do a good job. You want to deliver the results for them. So here's the way that I like to approach it. And it's just saying, I appreciate you sending this idea over. But unfortunately, this doesn't align with your pre-approved strategy, and here's why that is. And I take the time to explain in detail why it doesn't work. If there's maybe elements we can pull out of there, like maybe it's a funny reel or a trending audio, or there's something, there's some kind of piece in there that we can take and implement into their strategy. I will try to do that, but you know, sometimes there's just nothing that will work and that's okay. You can just kind of communicate to them that it's not going to work. In my previous episode where I talk about, you know, how to deal with clients who go rogue and want to post things that don't align with their strategy, go listen to that if your client still wants to push ahead, even though it's a bad idea so that you you know what to say and how to handle it. Now, if you have a client who approaches you and is like, hey, I heard we can sign up for this software 
and we'll get a bunch of likes from accounts or we'll get a bunch of followers and it'll look really good. It'll make the numbers explode. But you know that's against the platform's terms of service and you know it isn't ethical. Maybe they want to follow and follow a bunch of accounts. The way that you can respond to that is just simply, we don't engage in any activities that violate platform policies or ethical standards. And then you can explain why it violates the policy or why it goes against ethical standards. A lot of people don't know. And so just taking the time to politely and patiently educate them can really go a long way in preserving your relationship with them while still telling them no. Now, what happens if you try to communicate these to your clients or you're communicating something else where you're putting boundaries there and you're saying no to them and they don't like it and they want you to bend over backwards for them and they have expectations that are not realistic for you or that you just simply don't want to do. At that point, it is time to end the relationship or you know, make a plan to end the relationship. And here's what you're going to say. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to support your business, but due to such and such reason, this is no longer a good fit for me. Then you can give them some details of like, here's how long you have your content for, or our contract ends on this date. There's no more payments due, like whatever it is, and make sure you follow your contract that you have signed, of course. But you just want to give them like a, you know, it's not fun to be broken up with, which is basically what you're doing to them. So do it with kindness. Do it with compassion. If you feel like someone else will be a better fit for them, then you can recommend that. If they're just terrible and you would not want to push them to another social media manager, obviously don't recommend them to anyone. You don't want to, you don't want anyone else having to deal with that. Now you may have noticed But a lot of these have to deal with people-pleasing tendencies. So if you find it difficult to put any of these into practice, if it's hard for you to tell people no because you're worried they're not going to like you or they're going to fire you, it may be worth looking into boundary setting and the cause for why it may be difficult for you to do so. I'm not going to get too into it, but usually it stems from a belief we were taught or learned in childhood, go to therapy, find coaching, find mindset coaching, do all of those things and you can learn more about that. But just know that no is a perfectly acceptable answer in any situation. If you have any friends who are social media managers, share the link to this episode with them and help them out. And if you're not already following this podcast, make sure you hit the follow button or the plus button in Apple Podcasts so you can get brand new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Learn more about my digital template shop, online courses, and mentorship program by going to my website at sugarpunchmarketing.com. And while you're there, make sure you join my safe, supportive community created exclusively for social media managers. It's 100% free to join and packed with really amazing resources, trainings, and people. See you next time.